welcome to The Real Room. If you are joining us for the first time, my name is Colanda. This is Stanley. This is Real Talk Live. Tonight we are talking about, is it too soon to ask for an apology? Hmm. What are you saying, Sister Douglas? I'm, I'm going to just jump right in. I need to find my scripture reference so people know that there's a scripture. Um, I read it a few weeks ago and when it talks about mm -hmm false prophets and how um, the Bible says we'll know who they are because mm. what they say does not come to pass. So we'll know them <laughs> by the prophecy. I got to find mm -hmm. it so y'all don't think I'm making this up. So I, when I was, so I had made a comment to Stanley and I've asked like a, I had asked Marcus, at what point do we get to ask for an, a public apology or some type of something from the people who um i guess wait let me start here is it wrong to ask for an apology should we is it okay for when people have wronged us is it okay to say hey can you give me an apology or are you gonna apologize i don't think you should ask people for an apology but you should forgive them regardless if they apologize or not um an apology is something that a person chooses to do and because you know so there there are going to be a lot of them that are not going to apologize i haven't heard any apologies yet um but i don't think you should demand an apology because who are we to demand an apology you know and because i mean think about it how many times you've done how many times we've done something wrong or said something wrong to people and um they never asked us for an apology we apologize because we felt the need to um, but I, guess I think if we I just feel like if we ask for it, then they're just doing it because we ask for it, not because they want to do it. I guess I'm the so type of person, like if you came to me asking for an apology, like I tell Marcus sometimes, like it may not have been your intention to hurt me, but it, but what you did hurt. So mm -hmm. you, still have to, you have to apologize because of, because some hurt, I understand your intentions were not that. And so I feel like I would want to know that I've wronged you so that I don't do it again. But That's sometimes true. the way I know it is if you tell me, hey, I think you owe me an apology. Yesterday you did X, Y, and Z, and that really hurt my feelings. I agree. I, I totally agree. Um, and I do think for some reason in with church leaders, we feel like we don't owe an apology. We just say whatever we want to say to people. And because we're in certain positions and, and leadership positions, then if they don't like it, they could just leave or they don't, you know, they can go somewhere else. Um, a lot of them don't consider the fact that what you say can be offensive and hurtful to people. So it's kind of like, yeah, you do need to humble yourself and admit that you're wrong and you need to apologize. Uh, you know, and if you have the Holy Ghost for real, yes, he will. then That's it wouldn't scary. be an issue apologizing. And he'll tell you that you need to apologize. And the reason why we're yeah. talking about this is because I've asked Stanley, I've asked Marcus, for all of the people who came forward, I don't even want to call them prophets, but they came forward and they swore by God up and down, left and right, that the election was going to go a certain way. And they're still, you know, they use their platform to discuss the results, to talk about how, you know, shameful it was, it would be if things went the other way, that, mm. that God wanted it to be this way. We haven't heard anything from those from those people and 
is this not an instance where we need to hold them accountable? Like, I almost want them to stand up in front of the church. <laughs> like they got pregnant out of wedlock or something. Yes. But you know what, though? We have had more last year. Oh, God, I'm about to mess up. Bridle my tongue, Jesus. <laughs> last year <laughs> was one of the most uh, scandalous years for the church. It was. Because think about it. You Not only did we have prophets that were lying about the election, and then, but other than that, we had pastors that was getting exposed for all type of things as well. So I think the leadership of the church at large owes everybody an apology not just the prophets, but even the pastors that were stealing money or the pastors that was doing this or the pastors that had that going on. I think we got to get back to doing that because you have to restore integrity, God's integrity back into the church. Because if you don't, I mean, it's just like you're puffed up in your flesh and in your pride and in your arrogance. And you're saying, you know, I don't owe them an explanation, and, but you, you really do because you're living off their money. <laughs> and not just that, you're accountable to these people. You're accountable. And you're living off their money. Yeah, you're supposed to be the watchman. You're the watchman and you're living yeah. off their money. Just saying. I mean, hey, it is what it is. I do. Marcus, but yeah, I do, do believe that. My mom hmm. said we have to forgive them and move on. Marcus' mother said, I think it's okay to ask, but don't get mad if they don't give it. Yeah. I feel like I just wish they would have more integrity. And so when you make a mistake, because that makes me think about, okay, if you can't, if you were loud and wrong in this instance, what kind of husband are you? What kind of wife and are how, you? And how many other, and the saddest thing is to be labeled as a lying preacher. That's like the worst, one of the worst uh, things you can have as a preacher to be known as to be a liar, because that means that you couldn't even win a soul because nobody believes anything you say. So it's so sad. And I think had we would have just stuck to, as preachers had, everybody would have just stuck to the Bible, stuck to winning souls and preaching with the truth and, and getting people set free then the church would have been okay. But now it's, it's caused a tear in the kingdom because you got the white evangelicals saying this, the black people saying this, and people don't know which way to decide on. So I do think the church at large owe the congregation and the body uh, 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 an apology. The Bible says, woe, woe be unto the shepherds that scattered the sheep. A lot of sheep got scattered last year. Yeah. A lot of sheep got scattered last year. And, you know, because I couldn't understand... How you could say God wants this person in office, but he he's not concerned about racism. He's not concerned about injustice. So God is concerned about abortion, but he's not concerned about innocent black people being killed in the street. I don't, I don't, I don't serve that kind of God. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then what I don't like is they try to make it seem like every time a person of color gets some type of powerful position, is always some demonic uh, attachment to it. And I'm like, okay, let me hush. Let me, let me drink on water. We're moving on. You know what? That brings up a good point. And I'm not saying that they are wrong, but I've heard a lot about um, the people who have founded the Black Lives Matter movement. And I'm not saying what they worship or whatever is wrong um, or is right, but they do try to demonize it a lot. Yeah, they do. Because, I mean, they did Obama like that. They tried to find scriptures that related him to the devil. and They do that. If it's somebody Black in leadership, then most white, I say it, most white Christian leaders automatically assume that it's demonic. 
But if it's somebody white in leadership, then, oh, okay, this is who God's want. Or if it's a white person in leadership that may get a lot of favor with blacks, then they're demonic as well. So this stuff been going on forever. And I think last year kind of really was the boiling point for a lot of, you know, for the hearts of men to really, really be exposed. And I do think a lot of them do need to uh, apologize. But if they don't, I'm telling you, their ministries are going to really feel a hit when when these churches open back up. My mom has a question. She said, God would deal with those people. Do we consider what they did as sinful? If so, is it God that they need to repent to? Mm. I think it is sinful because you lied. You lied. You said God said he was doing this and God did the complete opposite. You lied. And I do think it is simple. And repenting to God is, is a great thing. The Bible does say he'll forgive us and, and cast it into the sea of forgetfulness and remember it no more. However, because you've caused such a tear amongst the body, I think it is suggested that you do apologize to the body. You do need to apologize to the, to the, to the body at large. I think the same way you boldly declared your prophecy it's the same way you need to boldly declare your apology. Yeah, yeah. Marcus' mother said, if they don't feel the need to get things right with God, then they won't with people. That's true. That's unfortunate. That's true. That is very unfortunate. And some people, their pride would not allow them to humble themselves to admit that they were wrong. Yeah. And it's amazing how people allow pride to just drive them so far. You know what? That's so true. And I mm-hmm. didn't want to specifically like dwell on leaders but I know as lead, like leaders, we are supposed to be an example, um, especially when the Lord has given us such a platform. But um, there are some people in um, Atlanta, they said some stuff. And when people call them out on it, they try to like justify and that's not the way we meant it. But it goes back to what I believe, like even if that was not your intention because you offended people and it's not like you just offended this one person but you offended groups of people i think you owe people an apology we shouldn't have to ask you for this and don't make me feel dumb because i feel because i'm offended by what you said you Mm. obviously you weren't clear you know in what you meant or what you were trying to convey so don't try to make me feel like i'm silly because i wasn't thinking higher yeah and if you're not sure what the Lord is telling you, it's okay to say, I believe I'm hearing the Lord say, or I think I heard right. the Lord say, but don't sit up there and boldly declare what you're saying God t- said. Yeah. And God, God don't say, it. I was looking at this, this video, uh, one of the bishops, she had just passed a couple of weeks ago, uh, Bishop Iona Locke, and one of her last messages, she said it, has God ever lied? <laughs> has he ever lied? And so that question been in my head ever since I watched the video last week. Has God ever lied? So if we serve a God that does not lie and the Bible says he cannot lie, then you're telling me something that this this God that cannot lie says and it doesn't happen, then not only did you lie on God, but you just killed his integrity in, in front of men. Right. God is not that fickle. He doesn't change his, he doesn't change like that. Yeah, he can, he has the authority to do it, but if he said that he was going to do this, and you're and you're boldly declaring this is what the Lord told you, then people are believing on that. So I'm just saying, yeah, they do owe they do so owe some level of explanation and apology, but they're not going to do it. So because yeah. they, they would have did it by now. 
David said, what if they thought Jesus said it, but they just missed, missed it? What if they thought Jesus said it, but just missed it? Like, I you know, I say, well, I thought I heard the Lord. I just said like, that. I just answered that. <laughs> David ain't paying no attention. I just, I literally just answered that. See. <laughs> now you're going to get a, a rude comment. <laughs> hey, we're talking y'all sound real deep tonight. Who said it? Hey, we're. Yeah, because we say for real. <laughs> Going to I'm, heaven. Just, I'm just asking because it is unfortunate that we that that people who represent the body did scatter a lot of sheep. Mm. And let me just say, oh my, my bad, David. He said I didn't put that question up. I'm sorry. And let me just oh, okay. say, like, so since I'm doing my I'm doing the prayer challenge, people have been like submitting prayer requests. And mm. I kind of got like a little godly like sorry like because to see the prayer request of people who i don't know and some people i do and i'm like lord this is what people was this is what people are dealing with and look how the church is at it mm -hmm. look how we represent it and people have real problems but this part of the body has been so focused on the politics while these people here are suffering in their own homes dealing with some other stuff because mm -hmm. the pandemic and everything that that has created with financial uh woes mm -hmm. and this part of the body has strictly like focused on the, the on politics i was I yeah was, because yeah and that, that's so sad because every and, and that's the thing it's like how many how many souls have we lost last year how many souls we could have won that we lost how many fish that we caught that jumped back in the water after we caught them because we spent too much time focusing on things that don't matter. Yeah, I get it. Politics do matter and we do want to encourage people to vote. But at the end of the day, I think we spent too much time, even ourselves included, myself included, we spent too much time focusing on that. So we realized regardless of who's president, people still need to be saved. People still need prayer. God's glory still need to be manifested here in the earth. And if we keep wasting time uh, focusing on those things that are temporal, then the eternal, the things that are eternal, you know, we, we, we won't pay that no attention. And by the time the Lord comes back, a lot of people are going to be lost. So it is what it is. Don't, don't beat them. Don't beat them. Don't you beat can them. tell. Yeah, don't beat them. Don't do it. I had to put my mama voice on because if I get interrupted <laughs> again, I'm going to have to, my screen going to have to go blank for a minute. <laughs> just mute it. Just make sure you mute your mic. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, don't beat them. And I'm only going to do it because I love him. <laughs> I gotta discipline him. <laughs> I only do it because I love him. I saw when you made that turn, I was like, oh God. <laughs> oh, Lord, touch for cat Jesus. Don't let him die tonight, please, Jesus. Trying to take advantage. Mm -hmm. but <laughs> I know the Lord be the same way with us. Like, how many times I'm not doing Exactly. So I do think that, yeah, a lot of these prophets do need to come back. They do need to apologize. They do need to be open because I think a lot of the problems that we had in 2020 was based off stuff that they said out of their mouths. So yeah, we got to get, they. I, I really would prefer for them to, to come out and just say, hey, y'all, I'm sorry we messed up. I heard the Lord wrong. And um, well, no, you didn't hear God wrong. It's no such thing as that. I just, I heard, I, I heard the wrong voice and it wasn't God. So yeah. At least for the and, sake, and we'll respect that. At least for the sake of the 
the Lord's reputation, even though the Lord told me one time I was trying to, I had somebody who was kind of like doubting him and his existence because mm-hmm. things aren't, aren't right. And the Lord told me, I don't need you to, to defend me. Like I can handle her anger. So exactly. it's not that I want them to apologize to defend his reputation, but I'm thinking like at the very least, I wouldn't want to be the one responsible for like desecrating the Lord's name. But I understand pride can make people not want to do that because then that means in an attempt I, in, a, in an attempt to like lift God up, then that's going to make me look bad because then I'm the pastor who didn't hear from God. Mm-hmm. And I think last year was really a year of falling mantles. Um, not only did we lose a lot of leaders by them transitioning on to glory, but we also lost a lot of leaders because clearly last year the Lord fired a lot of leaders. So you can see a lot of those that were operating in certain offices, they, um, as time goes on, you'll start seeing it's like something's going to be off with them because God is literally changing the guards right now. And last year was a year for us to really see a lot of the hearts of those that were, that we looked up to. A lot of these preachers, we made idols in our lives and God allowed certain covers to be pulled off so we can see that, uh, you know, this and that is going on. And although we do respect the office and we do respect the person and, you know, we would dare not disrespect those individuals. However, we are now, now we look at them like when, when they, instead of them preaching, we say, hey man, you preaching. Now we're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then like somebody actually shared a status that uh, one of the one of the preachers made that, and this person was the main person, like the main ring leader, <laughs> and she shared the, the status that the person made, and it was like God's going to make your enemies um, be a footstool and stuff like that. I was like, man, please, I don't want to hear that no more, because you're the same one that said that this was going to happen and that was going to happen, and, and none of that came to pass. So I think we got to get back to holding, if you operate in the office of a prophet, then, and you claim that God has given you that gift of prophecy, then the Bible does say we do have a right to judge the prophecy. We don't judge the prophet, but we do have a right to judge the prophecy. Yeah. So, and and line it up and see if it's of God according to his word, because God ain't going to tell you nothing outside of what his word says. And um, so I think we need to start holding a lot of these leaders accountable, a lot of these pastors and apostles and bishops and overseers and elders and ministers, missionaries, evangelists, deacons, whatever you are, everybody need to be held to that account to that uh, accountability and stop giving out these titles to people that haven't been proven. Uh, Marcus said, we have to make sure that we don't hold offense in our heart, even if we never get that apology. Eric said, or I'm not a prophet, we'll take that too. It's okay to be saved without being prophetic hello the bible says and he gave ephesians and he gave some apostles some some pastors some teachers some prophets some evangelists for the perfecting of the saints he did not give all the gifts to everybody there are certain gifts that certain people operate in i don't operate in prophecy you know some people operate in prophecy so i know that's not my vein and just because the lord gives me a word for certain people does not necessarily mean that I am a prophet. I don't claim that title. So, because there are prophets out there that God is using. If everybody was a prophet, then who's gonna be the teacher? If everybody was teacher, who's gonna be the pastor? So God, they're diverse gifts, but they're all from the same spirit. Right. So, yeah, so 
our spirit is supposed to work together to build up the kingdom, not to divide it and push our agendas. Then that's when witchcraft comes in. Right. Woo. I don't know why everybody because it's popular right now. Everybody want to be a prophet because it's popular. But this is this, the kicker with the prophecy though that I'm noticing. God can tell you so much about what's going on in the world and what's going on in other people's lives and and who he getting ready to snatch out of here and all of that. God can tell you all of that, but he can't tell you about your personal life. Right. I, I, I just, I just, I have a problem with that. You can prophesy all night and speak in tongues and he the saw all night and have revivals. But I mean, and, and, and God is not concerned about, about none of the things that you do. I remember right. one time the Lord told me this. The Lord, I remember one time I went preaching and the Lord told me this. He said, you need to start paying your bills on time because your credit is your integrity. You can't preach nowhere and your bill's late and you're 60, 90 days past due on stuff. So I had to get that together because that's an integrity issue. He, does he is concerned about those things. Exactly. God is concerned about those things. God is concerned about how you keep your house and how you treat your family. I mean, you, we, we just got to do a better job. Everybody want to be the prophet, but don't nobody want to listen when it's time for them to hear, hear for themselves. Yeah, uh, Teresa said that's where a lot of people mess up. God gives them one word, and then they master the prop. Then they, then they are master prophet. Exactly, they right here got now available for booking flyers out, talking about the prophet such as such. And nobody ordained you, nobody confirmed you in that office. We don't know who your pastor is. We don't know where you come from. You just pop up prophesying. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know what, and then the stuff be off. It be so off. It be so off. And because there's no strong discernment in the body no more, people just let you feed them all kind of foolishness. Yeah, they say get your credit right, Stanley. <laughs> yeah. Who said that? Marcus Mothers. Oh, okay. I thought it was your Marcus. He was oh, about to get a nasty text message. <laughs> I let it ride. Yeah. But it's the truth, though. Y'all got God is concerned about all of that stuff. You know? Do you do you think? If we had more training on how to operate in the prophetic, that we wouldn't have so many false prophets and prophecies. I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, there are people that do have training and, you know, gifts of training for gifts of prophecy and things like that. But I totally agree. But the thing is, a lot of these prophets have to submit to that training. Some people don't like people telling them what to do because they feel like, oh, I got the Holy Ghost. He's the teacher. So, if, if there's anything, he'll show me what it is. But a lot of people um, need to be trained and need to be equipped so they can be able to be effective in their prophecy gift. Yeah. Well, you won't be so off all the time. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, every time you get the mic, we're like, oh, what the Lord said? Now, nah, ain't even no excitement. It's just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. When I decided to do my dream interpretation class, I was feeling some type of way about it because I was like, maybe I should just be asking the Lord. But it's like, I did ask the Lord and then he sent this opportunity mm-hmm. to learn. So it's like, I know a lot of people are waiting for him to teach teach them himself, but he does use other resources to help us. And I'm much, wiser, I'm much more wiser now and because I do dream a lot. It's like, 
Either you're going to keep waiting mm-hmm. commanding for the Lord to drop this thing on you because I just knew like he was going to give me Proverbs or Psalms. And then I guess one day I was just going to open it up and it was just going to like come off the page and I was going to be able to understand everything. And no, it didn't happen like that. I happened, I kept asking and somebody was doing a teaching about dream interpretation and they, it's still biblical. They pointed out in the scriptures, you know, that would help me to find interpretation, but I needed that resource. Mm-hmm in order to to learn and to be able to operate in my gift because the Lord lets me dream about a lot of people. I have a dream every mm-hmm. night. So I need to be able to interpret my dreams. And then that way, Stanley, I want the bottle to get a break. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think, break. what is me? <laughs> people still do that to this day. I'm like, oh my God, y'all. Somebody just called me this week about, well, last week about that. I, I dream about such and I'm like, oh. I enjoy it. Now that I'm equipped, I kind of enjoy it. So guys, Kalanda can interpret <laughs> dreams now. You can contact Kalanda for all your dream interpretations. Not saying that, because the Lord doesn't, that's, that's something that the Lord doesn't interpret, doesn't give an interpretation for everything. He don't, because like if I dream, I can't interpret my own dreams. But if somebody else dreamed, the Lord will give me the interpretation of theirs. But if I dream myself, it's very seldom, unless it's a blatant, direct message in it but for the most part I, I really can't interpret a lot of my personal dreams that I dream but I like how you said it about you have to there's somebody teaching it that's that goes back to that scripture he gave some yeah. <laughs> so if everybody was a prophet who would who would have had the time to teach you right right so all five the, the fivefold ministry is is totally needed in the body and if it's operated correctly it will benefit everybody so it's needed, definitely needed. And, and I believe in the, the gift of prophecy. And I believe that it is a gift that God gives. But I also believe that there's a certain order that should come with it. Oh, I got a question for you. I'm going to get in trouble. All right. So do you believe that every church should operate in the fivefold ministry? And when I say that, for people who don't understand that means apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers do you feel like every church has the opportunity or i guess the opportunity to operate in fivefold ministry is that what church should look like absolutely absolutely so if they don't Uh, like that what kind of church is it i don't think it's a i think that it's not a fully equipped church um, I know a lot of times being in Church of God in Christ, um, we, we don't hear the term apostle. Uh, we hear the term bishop. Um, but the bishop, That's the equivalent. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. A bishop is more of an administrative role. Apostle is more of a spiritual led role. So we don't really hear the, the term a lot about apostles in, um, in Church of God in Christ. Now, I do know other organizations like um, apostolic, a lot of apostolic organizations, they believe in apostles and stuff like that. Um, but I, but either way, I believe that the fivefold ministry is, it has to be in the church because it sets the tone of the church and it keeps order. You know, the apostle is more like the head. Then you got the prop, the apostle is the one that can kind of instruct everybody and kind of um, be a, more of a father or mother to everybody. The prophet is what, you know, points out things and say what God says and this and that. The pastor is who shepherds the flock. The teacher is who instructs. And um, the evangelist is the one that go out and win the souls. So you do need all of those. Now, I'm not saying you necessarily need that title, 
but you could operate in that office without that title. Right. So there are people in, in church now that may be Kojic, and because we're not big on apostles in Kojic, but there may be people in Kojic that operate in an apostle, in a in a apostolic. apostles anointing, apostolic mm -hmm. apostles anointing. There may be people in our congregations um, that are prophets, and you know I'm pretty sure most churches have those nowadays. But there are people in our churches that can teach. There are people that may not necessarily be the pastor of the church, but they have a pastor's anointing and they know how to assist and help the pastor pastor the people. So it is needed in the body. And um, without it, I don't see how the church would be able to sustain, but it is needed in the body though, definitely needed. I when I never knew about an apostle. I have always heard that, I've always known that scripture, of course, because I grew mm -hmm. up in church. The first time I feel like I ever, because like you said, they we don't use that in Kojic. I think it was mm -hmm. like Matthew Stevenson when I hear all the time. And I'm like, so he's the head of an organization and they just call him apostle? Shouldn't he be yeah. the bishop? Shouldn't he be presiding yeah. prelate? Because that's what those are. The now they do say chief apostle, but that's only in regards to the presiding, what, what we would say presiding bishop. Yeah. But yeah, it's more of a spiritual head role versus an administrative head role and bishops was a was something that that man kind of came up with apostles is what jesus came up with but you know that's for our theologians out there yeah. jesus made 12 apostles and and they went out and did things but man came up with with the role of bishops that makes me feel like we should do a a show where we do like a um you know how people well, you know, I hear I hear single people have like lists of like everything that they want in a spouse or like in a mate or whatever. We should do like a list about what kind of things we should be looking for in a ministry. Not every ministry is not perfect, but there oh, are- Oh, I got to tell you, yeah, we call it like what makes a perfect church. Yeah, there, there should be some must-haves. And I feel like we are, well, we are missing out when we don't get to see all that because when churches are not operating in the fivefold ministry, the Lord doesn't get to fully manifest his power in that particular ministry. So like if you grew up in, or you go to a church where you never hear from a prophet, the Lord never, I can't even imagine like being in a church. And I mean, well, I almost told on myself. <laughs> but you know, having the Lord interrupt the worship service because he's speaking through somebody and we'll, as we're worshiping the Lord, he sends a word like that. I, I, I grew up in it. I grew up, I saw that growing that's up. That's so lot. amazing to me to be able to be in that mm -hmm. type of atmosphere. So I can't, I can't imagine being in, in a ministry that does not, you know. Yeah, because these, a lot of ministries now are self-driven and they, and they <laughs> take that scripture literal, the spirit of service to the prophet. Um, but to me, I think that is very selfish of you and very inconsiderate and rude for you to hinder the flow of God. It's almost like you saying, God, don't worry about it. I got this. Right. And people are sick. People need deliverance. People need to be saved. And it, you don't have to preach every Sunday. If we talk about Lord, send your glory. You don't have this to place, preach every Sunday. You don't have to preach every Sunday. Just let the anointing flow sometimes and yeah. let God do. I've seen it with my own eyes growing up in church. There were times, you know, well, I've seen it where the pastor did not preach and people was at the altar falling on their knees, crying out to God. So it's not about, I think that's when, that's when we have to realize what's more important, our message or God's move. Mm. 
Now that'll preach. Somebody don't steal my message. Like, even if the Lord gave you the message, like he still, we still have to give him the free course to do whatever he wants. What he wants to do? How long you studied it? That message may have been for you, but he wants to do something different now that we're in front of people (laughs) and putting in chaos. You don't have to preach. You don't (laughs) have to preach. I'm more likely to walk out or I want to walk out, depending on where I'm sitting at. If you stop, you shut down the spirit. I'm because sitting, yeah, me too. That that really that really and excuse the way I'm about to say this. Don't say this is just I'm not I, I was gonna say it really pissed me off, but I, I need a better word for that. I don't want to say piss me off on the real one. Upset. It really like boils me over when the cloud is there and you say, All right, y'all, let's keep moving. What? Like that is so disrespectful like you mean to tell me you don't have enough sense to realize your agenda is that important it is that important that people cannot be delivered right now there's nothing you could say to deliver somebody that is more important than the spirit coming in and doing like the spirit can deliver all of us in just one move all our different issues but you got something you want to say yep and you want to talk about this and oh don't forget meet us back tonight at six o'clock who cares if that's the why show, said, we ain't got to come back at six that's what i said looking at the prayer request today i just feel like it's it's we got we the church has done a disservice to people especially during this time mm-hmm. there has been no time like this that has that allows you to be more it should be been uh, some great teaching happened during the pandemic when we could not be together because now I don't have to worry about all the hoopla, the choir singing. We should have some great Bible studies, some interactive Bible studies, some small groups, you know, gathering online. But for churches to like still be doing the same thing that we were doing. They missing the mark. That church, and I'm like, going to say this boldly. I don't care who hears it. Lord, help me tonight. <laughs> But a lot of these sermons that these pastors are preaching are personal sermons that God is giving you for yourself. It is not for the body. <laughs> they are for you. <laughs> you and you alone. They are not for the body. This is my thing. If your whole congregation is getting sick and dying of illness and diseases, then why are you preaching about prosperity? <laughs> you all you're all people need to be delivered and set free and you here preaching about this and that no you are all folk need a word in regards to the situations that they are in ask god for a fresh word for his people not what you want to preach for his people i'm done brandon said some people never stop having church Yeah, that's all they're doing. They're having church. They're not being the church. They're God having church. Me what he gave you. Exactly. That word was for you. You want to talk about forgiveness? Forgiveness is for you. You need to forgive. <laughs> that's for you and your household. Now, everybody, we ain't dealing. We ain't even thinking about all that right now. We trying to figure out how we're going to make it through all this. We need hope. I'm telling y'all, mm-hmm. like, none, none of the prayer requests was about that kind of stuff. Like, people had real real issues not about no prosperity mm-hmm. going to the next level victory yeah. none of that most of the majority of them they need a, they need an experience in order to get what they need from the lord 
And that happened to me last week. Like the Lord, lately, the Lord has been waking me up early. And I know it's God because I don't wake up that early. But the Lord has been waking me up early to, to pray in the morning. And um, and normally I put on Facebook, I'm praying anybody send a prayer request. And the minute I do it, it got to the point where it was literally overwhelming me. I literally felt burdened with all these prayer requests. Yeah. And I said, okay, God, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm gonna pray, but I'm not gonna ask for no more prayer requests because it's just too much. Like the way, and I'm like, oh my God, y'all ain't, Y'all, y'all ain't got no prayer team at y'all church. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, y'all ain't got people y'all can, and I and I don't mind praying. I love prayer. Prayer is a ministry that God gave me, but and I love it. However, it just goes to show, like in the midst of all of this, people are literally going through yes. some trauma. And I'm sorry, and I know I ain't no pastor. And who are you to tell somebody what to do? You ain't you don't know that much, but I will tell you this: as a parishioner of a church, these pastors need to step up. Because that's why I keep saying, I'm really not in a rush to go back to the congregation. Because what I'm seeing now, I don't see anything differently that's going to happen. Just being honest. Brandon said, why are you preaching about attitudes and throwing off on folk when it's a whole virus out? Thank you. Like, this would be the perfect time to preach about miracles, signs and wonders, laying hands on the sick and they recovering. You know, the, the signs and the miracles that, see, you, don't, you ain't even hearing that right now. Ain't nobody talking about that. We don't have to wait to go to a doctor. You you have enough power and authority to you. You can lay hands on somebody with coronavirus and command that illness to go. But they oh. wouldn't know that because nobody's teaching them that. You shouldn't have had to wait on the virus. I mean, for, on the virus. You shouldn't have to wait on the virus. On the virus. Exactly. If the, if if the church the virus, was equipped. Yeah. Yeah. The virus probably wouldn't have never got this serious had the church would have been equipped enough. Yeah. And I know you got you to gotta operate in wisdom and I understand that. But I just believe that if we're going to preach faith and preach God and preach... We're going to preach the Bible. Let's preach it all. If God has given us power over this stuff, then you need to be empowering the saints because these people can't, we can't go to church right now. We can't get in touch with you. I mean, ain't, I, ain't no telling what, yeah, ain't no telling what all like, these pastors got going on. I feel like, I mean, I know the Lord allowed it, but perhaps we wouldn't have lost as many people in the body as we have lost had we been doing our, you know, our job mm -hmm. and on the front line prayer. Like you said, we ain't got, we don't have to lay hands on them physically, but, you know, instead of these same old Sunday services, what about a prayer meeting specifically for the virus? Instead of praying about the politician and the president, what about praying for exactly. deliverance, healing? That's what I'm saying. A lot of this stuff needs to be shut down. <laughs> seriously shut this stuff down like seriously because because you out of tune you out of it's like we're here it's and you're there how out of sync people are i know people who have not even heard from their ministry since they left in march and not that your ministry has to check on you every month but certainly if you serve in ministry i would expect for you you know you to hear oh lord i must Gave a personal testimony. I had a whole baby in a pandemic. And I'm gonna just be sad that. I mean, I get it. Certain heart. people, I mean, because we are now, me, my four, no more, you know, this, my thing. It's really, honestly, it's just, again, it's really revealing. This last year really revealed the hearts of, of men. Yes. And, you know, it's just these, it's these little things that, 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 that we're allowing to, just keep us further and further separated. Um, and even myself, I can attest with myself. I always, you know, people always come at me with stuff, but I'm like, okay, but when I am around, 
<laughs> I'll just leave it at that. So it is what it is. But I think we as, as Christians, we really got to, I don't want this year to be like it was last year for the body. Last year was a very sad year for the body because again, we lost a lot of generals and they're being replaced by people that are not equipped. <laughs> and and it, it's, it is what it is. You know, I ain't going out of list. We done lost hundreds and hundreds of pastors and leaders yeah. alone. People that, people that stood for the things of God, that stood for holiness, that stood for righteousness, that operated in the spirit of integrity. You know, they had all of that, and now they're being replaced by, by these jack-led preachers that's out right now. And it's so sad. It is so sad. And then we're wondering why we cannot reach the next generation. And if they weren't dying, then it was a scandal out on them. It's, it's crazy. And nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. But I think that the body at large owes the world an apology because yeah. we represented Christ wrong. All of us did. I know. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Could I have done, what could I have done more of who could I have talked to more, encouraged more? Mm -hmm. Telling y'all, like, we, we, you, you're right. We're worried about the wrong thing. We allow yeah, so many missed opportunities. And it, we, we lost a lot of people. If that many people died, I wonder what percentage of them were knew the Lord and the pardon of their sins, like the old folks would say. Mm -hmm. Went to heaven. Or, or what was the last time they heard a message about Christ? How yeah. was he represented? When was the last time they? heard the message preached about Christ. And I think this year we really need, and this is something that I'm doing with Shakers because we could not do, I wanted to do out, a lot of outreach last year, but we really couldn't do it because of the pandemic. But this year, the Lord kind of gave me a way of doing things. So we're going to do a lot of outreach and, you know, getting back out there because it, we, we got to repair this breach. Like there was a lot of spiritual damage that took place last year. Yeah. And it came from these, these people that, that we consider giants in the kingdom. And so, yeah, they, so now it's people like us that have to go back and clean up all the mess that they made yeah. and reintroduce yes. Jesus to these folks. Yeah. Give us strength, Lord. Can please give us strength. Give us strength, God. You're right, Sam. It's these jack-led preachers sitting on their behind. Right. I mean, they just sitting there. All they want to do is talk about purpose and destiny. And you can fulfill your purpose and still go to hell. And I'm going to say this and, because it didn't. And then you have people, and I'm not trying to like puff us up, but you have people like you and I, and I know we have other people who are watching, who act, who love the Lord, who really want to serve. And instead of joining with us or allowing us to join with you, you ostracize even us. I don't know for what reason. And now there's your flesh. And now there's a, you know, there's a breach between you and I when I perhaps could have partnered with you because apparently the Lord has given me something to say as well. I will never forget. I can't remember who was teaching. I want to say it was Matthew Brown out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And he did this demonstration about how we're supposed to like, I can reach 10 years, my senior and 10 years. 10 years like my junior, junior I guess junior, like behind, yeah. And so like my mom can't necessarily reach people you know 10 years my junior but she can pass the ball to me and I can reach them and I can't reach necessarily like seasoned saints but my mom could reach them if I pass the ball back to her and I'll never mm -hmm. think forget that illustration he had an actual ball and I'm like Lord if we would really see ministry this way it wouldn't be so hard for just one person because now it was one person trying to get everybody because nobody don't want to partner. They don't want to collaborate. If you try to do too much, 
you know, you stepping on my people the wrong toes and now they offended because you're stepping on their toes. But it's like, ugh. That's because insecure leaders would <laughs> rather be up and wrong than to be humble and try to get right. And that's that's really what it is because you're dealing with insecurity in the pulpit. So now people have to prove that. I don't know why it should be an honor for you as a pastor, as a leader, to have some people in your church that's able to be that's what I'm more saying. spiritually inclined. It shows how great of a pastor and a leader you, you are. are. Right. But because you're insecure and you're not confident in who God has called you to be, you rather muzzle them to make you and your flesh sound better. I'm looking for somebody, the Lord to send somebody to take over church, girl. Because I'm, I'm looking for somebody to help me with shakers. God knows I am. Because I'm getting older. I can't be no 40-year-old time I'm still a church girl. So it's got, it's got to go to somebody else. I'm looking for an opportunity for the Lord to continue his work. But I guess everybody just doesn't. Everybody want to do their thing. And that's the thing. Like, it's so much pride. It's so much arrogance. And the sad part about it, these are the main ones that will tell you, you need to humble yourself. And you need to wait your time. And you need to submit. But y'all are operating in pride. It ain't us. It's y'all. Just saying. And then instead of you trying to get an understanding, you demonize what we do and say, oh, well, they're immature. They, they ain't lived enough yet. I mean, we fight the same devil, right? Same devil. Just saying. We fight the same devil. The devil don't put no pause on me because I'm 31 and you and you 60-something. You know, oh, I'm 18 turn 60 and I'm a tribe. No, I got to fight them. I've been fighting since I've been on the earth. And not to so, say that our fight is harder, but it's different than the fight that they had at our age because they didn't have to worry about technology and uh, all this other stuff that we have yeah. to deal with that's going on in the world. Exactly. And what people got to understand now is that um, I was listening to Pastor YPJ and he said this because he was prophesying and he was saying about like even the Clubhouse app. He said church skin church scandals are going to really like explode now because of social media and because of apps like clubhouse and things like that it's now making people more vulnerable yeah it's making the church more vulnerable in front of the world so at a time where people would cover the church and it took a long time for work like right now if a pastor mess up within a matter of minutes it's all over the world they're gonna be on clubhouse then it's going on facebook then somebody gonna go live about it then they're gonna tweet about it then next thing you know it's it's all over the world but versus 20 years ago, it was hearsay and you had to prove it. But now it's it's flat out. So because of social media and things like that, these people ain't giving the church no breaks. They don't see too much. They don't see too much. And, and because we're not willing to apologize for the people that we've offended or hurt it and things of that nature, it, it's, it's, it's damaging. It's, dam- it's damaging. Help us, God. Yeah, we got we got to step it up. Like I said, last year was a very sad to me, and, and I may be wrong. Some people may feel a little different, but last year was, I don't think last year was that great of a year for the body. It a lot of we put a lot of lot of cracks in the vessel, lost a lot of oil. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. God help us. But God is faithful, and He is just to forgive us. He's just to forgive us, and and that's that's good. If we can we can repent. He'll wash us, he'll make us clean, but we got to make up for that lost time. And yeah. um, we got to make up for it. Lost time, lost souls, you know, and we got to get back to it. We got to put our hands back to the plow and get back to our first works. Stay out of this stuff that we don't know nothing about. I, I saw more preachers active in politics than they were in their own Bible and in their <laughs> pulpits. 
Like, no, you don't need to preach that hard. And you that passionate about politics? Maybe you need to quit pastoring right. and go into politics and give somebody else that church. You know what I'm saying? I, I, it's like everybody was just all over the place. It was just, it, it was just pan, pandemonium everywhere. And we gotta, you know, we gotta get order back in the, in the body of Christ. So that's oh, just where I'm at with it. it. Never heard of Clubhouse app. Don't if you have an iPhone, you would know about it. It's only for iPhone users. Sorry, guys. It's an audio only. It's like it's a like an interactive call. podcast. Yeah. It's like a conference call, a never-ending conference call where you can't leave a comment, but you can, I mean, you can't type a comment, but you can speak. It's like a live podcast. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. Uh, that's the best way I can explain it. Just the, club, the clubhouse and you can jump in and out of the rooms to discuss or hear a discussion mm. on certain things. You can raise your hand and they can pull you to the stage and you can speak. Now, some, it, I see some people using it for good, but it has been scandalous um what yeah. was that the week of christmas i think i was up like i shouldn't say that oh, you're talking with, the, with the ryan carton and all that situation yeah i was up like yeah. three o'clock in the morning and they really they really made that a big deal and it wasn't even that serious but that just goes to show how petty some of these sanctified people are and, and then <laughs> like i y'all really app. need to grow up not using the app for a good reason it's it's a good tool networking, for yeah. networking but some people aren't using it just like facebook just like instagram they're not um, but it's a great networking tool but you know with that you're going to always have yeah. you're going to have some childish moments on there and i think that's what the case is with that i think it's a great app i've made a lot of connections with people in regards to shaker's ministry a lot of people want to connect and they're following our page and you know inboxing us and stuff like that so i'm able to interact with people from all over the world do ministry i got invited to be a part of some pastors, I guess he was big time, but he had a prayer call and he, he, he sent me the thing to come up on, on the thing and pray. So it does give opportunities to, to people, but again, yeah. a lot of people do abuse it. Oh, they do, they do. Yeah, yeah. But, that, do. but it makes me grateful when I see stuff like this and we're, we're still doing events and people are still mm-hmm. wanting to participate. It makes me, hopeful that everybody isn't going the other way although we see more of the other stuff there are still people who like earnestly are wanting to see god they still believe still hoping still want to experience him why is Sammy always on these sites i'm on the app too <laughs> I'm on the app, Sister Simon. Everybody, a lot of saints are on the app. It's a good app. Yeah, it's a great app. And it's, let me say this too. Let me let me help the church out real quick. <laughs> Every social media platform is not for the church. <laughs> let me just throw that out there. Every social media platform is not for the church. We we don't belong on every single platform. And because we can't handle it. Like y'all didn't even master Facebook and now y'all want to take over Clubhouse, you know? And then it's so many, and it's so funny because even on Clubhouse, I see so many prophetic rooms. Yeah. I'm like, God cannot be talking this much. <laughs> he cannot be talking this, like in the morning, it's like 20, 20 prophetic prayer rooms. And I believe in prophecy. I believe that, you know, God has a word for his people. God knows I do. but. A lot of people just go overboard with it. Yeah. So and, and Stanley, it's like they all in the same room, and like they'll be prophesying. Like I haven't 
I'll, I'll listen in just to see what they like if they are legit prophets that I they haven't proven then I listen but then mm-hmm. I'm also like so why the Lord didn't just didn't just tell him everything he wanted to say to you why did he tell you this part but then told you this part and told you this part so I'm like okay it's five different people saying and the Lord also wants you to know the Lord also wants you to know yeah that's a lot and I, I can't remember all of that don't I don't like people prophesying to me like that. I can't remember all of that. You just telling me too much at one time. Just write it down and, and give it to me. Yeah, one and night. Yeah, I'll read it later. The Lord also wants you to know. Also yeah, want that's to too much. Oh, and I and I believe again. I believe in the gift of prophecy. I believe that it is a gift from God. But again, y'all y'all are wearing clubhouse out with that. Just have a conversation. Just pray and leave. Just pray for the people and going on about your day. That's it. If they want a prophecy, tell them to inbox you or, or write your ministry or something. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got to do better. <laughs> we got to do better. Yeah. But again, it is a great app, great marketing yeah. strategy, great way to promote your business, your organizations and all of that great stuff. Connect with people, talk to people like Daryl. He actually, um, he was talking to Tyrese and Tyrese following him now. So I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jody. Yeah, Jody, Jody probably now. So it yeah, it's it, it's a good, it's a good, like I said, it's a good platform and it's a great blessing, I believe, to the body. So yeah, but again, it's a perfect way to help restore integrity back. But from the looks of it, don't look like that's gonna happen. But it's a great way for integrity, God's integrity to be restored back though. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anything else? I see you um asking people who want to um join uh, help with shakers yes we are opening um shakers back up not for the conference or any service or anything like that but there are some things that we want to do uh outreach wise this year and um i did open it up for anybody that wants to be a part shakers is a young adult ministry um but it's not tied to a specific church or denomination it is citywide so we do have people that are part of our uh, ministry that are not necessarily Church of God in Christ, they're Baptist, they apostolic, they, you know, this and that and the other. So we try to reach throughout the city as a whole. Um, so if you know someone, a young adult that's um, on fire for God, or they may not be on fire for God, but if you think that this could benefit a young adult um, here in the city, reach out to us. If you are a young adult and your church does not have a young adult ministry, reach out to us um, and be a part of Shakers. And like I said, we're doing a we have a lot of outreach events taking place this year. We're going to get back to feeding homeless people and um, doing some street ministry stuff. And I mean, I'm looking into doing some great things. Like I, I might put up a tent. I don't know yet. I'm thinking about it. I might put up a tent or, or do something or get a stage outdoors. Uh, but this is going to be an outreach year for us. So if you're interested, send your name and contact information to Shakers Movement at gmail.com um, so we can keep keep in touch with you um, and we can do a virtual Zoom or something like that to kind of get to know everybody and meet everybody. But I'm, I'm excited about this year. I think we got, I think this is going to be a good year for us. I can't wait. I see us in the future and we look much better. Look much better. We're going higher. Pretty Girls Spray Challenge is still going. Day two is tomorrow. If you want to join this challenge, I posted a couple of times and so you can go on the church girls website churchgirlsmovement.com and join the challenge and then you'll receive the call info 
And that ends Friday morning, five days of prayer, 15 minutes a day. We're just starting our day with the Lord, giving him the first of the new year. Um, the first. Together. So that's almost. Thank you all so much for tuning in and joining us. Don't forget to tune in next week for another round of Real Talk Live. <laughs> y'all have a good night. Good night.